Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, Mark from Guitar Nerds here with a quick reminder that if you want to get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week, you can just go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $5 a month you get an extra weekly episode, and from $10 a month you can be one of our executive producers of the main podcast itself. So patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, this week we're talking about our pedal brands, if we could only have one pedal brand, what would it be, and what six pedals from that brand would we use? So, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, get signed up, get extra weekly content as well as the occasional interview, um, and you know, we're going to start doing some other uh, kind of exclusive stuff on there as well. So, yeah, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hi, Mark. And Joe Branton. Bonjour. Um, it's been a bit of a rush today. It's been a bit of a rush today setting things up. So um, if you're watching live, there may be a bit of kerfuffle while we get uh, we get everything sorted. It hasn't been a rush at all. It's just that we're watching the football. Yeah, we were sort of watching the England uh, game going on uh, today. And uh, it's meant that we sort of put this together pretty quickly. Anyway... Um, so if you're joining us live on Ampli.fi, thanks for that. Um, Jay will be in the chat um, chatting away to anyone who's there about any of the topics this evening or you can suggest things you want us to talk about. Um, please. We'll probably ignore you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I won't ignore you. I'll include you. Joe Branton's the kind of guy who probably will ignore you. I ignore most people. You do, indeed. And they all ignore you. Um, anyway, uh, how's it going? How's this week been? Mm, yeah, yeah, lovely. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. What have you been up to, Joe Branton? Um, what have I been up to? Oh, I went to see... I went to a gig last night. I went to see Aurora. Okay. Um, which is a, a pop act um, from Scandinavia somewhere. I can't remember which... Okay. ...which one of those countries. Um, but, <laughs> good. <laughs> good to see you on the ball. Yeah, but but she's she's very good. Um, I really like her live band especially. I was really... Uh, I, I saw her at a Latitude Festival recently and... Um, and I'd also seen some some uh, live videos. And whilst on record, I think she suffers a bit from the sort of uh, um, this sort of Radio One overproduced 
let's make all the drums sound like an entire African band sort of thing. You know, like right. really Tom heavy yeah, super yeah, drama yeah, yeah, yeah. pop that's going around at the moment. Um, live, I think it's much, much better and more original. And the band she uses seems to be the same everywhere. They're, her guitarist is uh, her bass player, stroke guitarist, because he plays a uh, Fender Pawn Shop Basics. So he is a bass player. Uh, well, yes, he is. Um, but he, he lays down sort of a, uh, a lot of sort of the low lines because they have three synth players. Okay. Uh, as well so he, course, he, he lays down yeah yeah he lays down some sort of low lines with that but then does a lot of stuff with like uh, loads of delay and then loads of tremolo picking up the high end uh, which sounds great and really sort of gives it sort of a really thick filled out sound it's great absolutely brilliant so it was really cool to see him at a small venue because it was at Concord 2 as well so that's not that small is it 600 something <laughs> like that for those people who don't know 600 yeah. um, so what sort of amps were they using or do you um, think it was like there were all, no amps on stage so all going into a laptop basically he, yeah he had something um, sort of off stage uh, to his right that I couldn't see that he messed around with a little bit at the start of the show he had a large pedal board though um, and he had uh, he had something like some sort of floor switcher that was allowing him to have drone notes underneath okay. uh, some of what he was doing Wonder if there was like a, you know, for example, an ESA or something like that that was triggering like a, I don't know, a MIDI hold or you know, yeah. audio sample. Yeah, some, it, it would have been something to to that effect. But yeah, it was great. He did, he made up loads of sort of the sound, despite, I guess, a basics being could all just be on a, on a mini disc instrument. in the back. No, of course, yeah, it could well have been, yeah. That take. I thought, but yeah, but he was he was great. Got a bit overexcited at the end and threw his bass, forgetting, I guess, that he had to do an encore. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was good. What, threw his bass into the crowd? No, or? sort of just like took it off and lobbed it on the floor and then had to come back and do an encore. And, and like retune sp- it. Spent an alarming amount of, <laughs> of the start of the song, like on the floor with his Makes tuning sense. pedal trying to trying to get back in tune. But yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Other than that, I'm still recovering from tour. Yeah, it's, you've only been back a week, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's been, been busy though. Hard party. Week. Yeah. You um, another thing that you saw this week, I guess, were the new Fender offset. Oh um, yeah, there's been some wanna, cool stuff this week. Actually. Do you want to talk about those a bit briefly? Yeah, sure. Well, actually, I mean, it's not just those. We we've seen the the first uh, 2017 Gibsons have started to land yep. as well. Yeah, this well, week. Uh, that will lead into something that we will talk about in a little bit. Actually, oh, okay, but, I'll um, leave off. Mark and I uh, did a little bit of pre- prelim. We went and saw um, some guitars. Didn't gear we? of the year research. We went right. on a little excursion, yep. holding hands to a oh, guitar store, to your guitar store, hey. and uh, we did see the first 2017 that was in there. Did we um, on uh, on um, my guitar shop's um, Facebook page, we posted a little video of one of the new uh, the new standard T T for traditional, as it's now a thing. Everything's either T for traditional or HP. Uh, yes, high performance. High, high performance. That was the same as last year. Was it? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, I just didn't care as much last year. I really liked the 2017. Yeah, post the uh, 2015s when they uh, forced the high-performance features on you, now you get the choice, and yeah, you had that last exactly. year as well. Yeah, m- much better. But the uh, the new standard T, um, we, we we did a little video on the first one that came through the door, which was a, a Lemon Burst. Um, that was a good-looking guitar. I, saw I thought so too. Massive amount of abuse on Facebook. Yeah. Really? People Why? Like really getting Why? hammered. Oh, because... Because Gibson are the brand that people love to hate. That yeah. is true. That is true. Um, even though they make better guitars than everyone else, and clearly are the best brand, everyone thinks they know better, don't they? But um, and well, that's what Facebook's for: yeah. airing your completely unfounded opinions. Um, but uh, that, and social then, so, media yeah. manager Joe Branson. <laughs> I hate people. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was good. Um, I really liked 
the the new standard T. I thought it was a totally cool guitar. Yeah, and I actually really liked the finish. I thought it was original but tasteful. Um, uh, and actually, it's not a new color. They did it like maybe three, four years yeah, I mean, ago. I mean, is it's, they've been standard, doing it since it? like the fifties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. But, Yes and no. Those guitars eventually went lemon yeah, burst. Yeah, well, think, okay, but, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, those were cool. And of course, yeah, all the offsets. Just before you move on, do you see any of the weird ones or did you only see like a standard? I've only seen... We haven't yeah, seen any um, so I've seen Firebird the, Zeros or anything yet. No, no. the um, Nothing weird. And there's some question over what of 2017 is going to make it into the UK. Yeah, I've heard some, some dodgy sounding rumours that we maybe aren't getting everything, which is, a, which is quite weird because when they were announced... They were all announced with UK pricing. Yeah, but now we're getting like a Brexit light allocation. So Gibson just aren't interested in sending stuff to isolationists. So <laughs> we're getting a limited. The uh, views of Joe Branton aren't necessarily representative of the Guitar Nerds podcast uh, or his employers. Uh, yeah, so, but um, we, we, uh, yeah, there's, we're gonna we're not gonna get everything now, and I think that's gonna be something that the UK is going to start to suffer with but anyway uh, they they are um, the ones that have got here are super cool but no we've got the um, uh, the Explorers the Flying Vs and the Standard Firebirds they've yep. all they've all turned up as have um, uh, as have a handful of the Les Pauls the Gold Tops the Studios and standards. I wonder if tees. the S series is not going to come over, which is the um, cus- custom studio. Is that right? Which is the thin-bodied one that looks like a Les, the the Paul, possibly. Um, we and are, the Fiber Zero and stuff. We're 100 percent not getting the M2s. That is not going to be a UK okay. release. Okay. Um, so that's a shame. I mean, that was never on that initial list anyway. No, it so. wasn't. That's true. Okay, no, that's a shame. I really wanted uh, those. I thought they were totally cool. Yeah, um, a bit weird. And we'll see. And and also, I was speaking to some people about you know how excited I was that there was such a complete left hand range. Yeah. Um, and it was pointed out to me that actually Gibson claimed that they'd do this back in like yeah. 2010 or something yeah. like that and nothing just ever came didn't of it, no, yeah, no. So. well I, I mean I seem to remember there being um, I don't think it was 2010 it was that they did a whole host of um, left handed guitars in the tribute models right uh, in 2013 or 2012 and like those guitars weren't particularly successful right. and, like the 50s 60s and 70s tributes it was the I think it was the 13s because I think 2012 was when they first introduced those and then they changed the um, uh, they changed the 70s tribute from uh, from mini humbuckers to those uh, dirty fingers oh yeah oh yeah and they were a little bit more popular and I think those were the models that that you could get left handed but um, from what we can gather and we never got an official answer from obviously we never got an official answer from Gibson about it but they had those guitars in stock even just before I left the shop a year ago, like they were coming through on the price on like what was available. Right. So like w- we reckon that they just had so many of those guitars left, they weren't making anything else because they wanted people to buy the stuff that yeah. they made and couldn't sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, obviously that was that was only ever speculation yeah, on our course. part. Well, I, I mean, I, I recently, actually this week, I had to get a um, a uh, a list of left-handed models that Gibson had. 
um, because the guitarist in my band wanted to buy something. To go for Les Paul or something. What's well, so a um, buy something, you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. But what, you're not looking to get an endorsement? Get an endorsement. It's like... your normal Joe Branton's racket. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you can't get those with Gibson, which is a shame. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be on it. But anyway, so yeah, we. Uh, ha- ha- you'd be surprised how many left-handed things are still available from like the 2013 catalogue and stuff there. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, still sort of huge backlog. Actually, he's going for uh, the SG Junior. Okay, cool, the, nice. The black SG Junior. Yeah, I was. I went and does sorted he, it out. Does he not need a today. neck pickup? No, just a just a just P90 in the bridge. No, should be just fine. Change guitar. Yeah, um, yeah of course. Yeah, take multiple guitars. Yeah, that's that's what he'll probably do. But yeah, good. Just uh, in, quickly, in light of the M2 not coming over here, he's decided to go for an SG Junior. Just quickly before uh, we need to move on. Yeah. What about the uh, new Fender offsets? Oh yeah, so they're great. So, oh yeah. So listeners oh, yeah. and viewers, if you if you haven't checked out sort of the. Um, the little video ads that Fender have been circling. Nice little bit of marketing they by Fender. Been doing, I yeah. thought those those they, ads were really good. Fender are normally rubbish at marketing. They, they normally do nothing. But this is like they've done nice little videos, sort of yep. explaining everything. I, I, look, I like someone's comment on it that said, uh, "This is what it looked like when grunge died." Thought that was like very apt. <laughs> well, yeah, when fair. when you start making guitars specifically for grunge which is kind of what they're doing at the moment yeah. like yeah it's over well, yeah and um, one thing just it's talking of fender advertising something that i've noticed a lot recently is they're really domino's and, pizza's ads on facebook no well yeah yeah but no, speaking of um gibson sort of pushing those older models onto people um in almost every video and picture that fender have put out recently has been either a Fiesta Red or a Sonic Blue Nashville telly. Yeah, well, they've just they, done new ones. Yeah, but, like, they didn't need to do new ones. Nobody wants a Nashville telly. No one wanted Nashville Nobody has. Ever. Nobody wants a Nashville telly. Like, they're not good guitars. And well, they, you, Have you tried one of the new ones, though? Well, no, but I had one of the old ones. Yeah, but you never And know. I got rid of it at the first opportunity. You never know. The new ones might be really good. I, I just, I like, also, I think they've dropped the, the, the Nashville part and they're just calling it the Deluxe Telecaster. Yeah. Um, but they're re- I think they're really struggling to sell those because they've been really pushing those in they are, at every available They are brand new. I know they are brand new, but they've done a lot of new stuff recently. Yeah. And it's just, you see it in, like, every picture now. Yeah. And I just sort of think, like... I'm sort of warming to it. I don't mind it. I mean, the problem is, as well, is that they've done them in, like... They've done those guitars in cool colours. It's like, just do the standards or the specials in those colours and people will buy them. Yeah, Yeah. if you could buy just a Mexican standard strat in Daphne Blue... Or in Fiesta Red, people will go absolute bananas for it. Well, have you seen the offset colour range? The offset colour range is great. Well, we did a rundown of it. Oh, we did, Uh, yeah. Maybe it was when you weren't... No, No, I I don't know. Possibly last week, because, yeah, because I was talking about how much I loved the green and you guys are... Yes. Colour blind or stupid. No, but the um the Capri yellow, the Capri orange one is the one that looks Yeah, that looks great. It looks so good. It looks that in uh for the uh the H uh, the SS version. The yeah. sorry, the single coil single coil. Annoyingly, um, the P ninety um versions are yet to get here. Oh really? We've and got the other things they and look, the bases, yeah. The bases look cool. Great idea, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, I said the opposite, I think, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> You've changed your mind. No, only because, yeah, I, I completely respect that they're trying to bring the Mustang into a modern landscape. Yeah. And it just didn't with the with the old Mustang pickups. I 
would always favour something with a traditional spec. Yeah. And so I love the original Mustang for that. But it didn't take off. Like No, but I, I think I think it's great that they've done such a, a range of these uh so with just such a range of them and like they but the only thing is is it's like what's taking them so long? People like we've been clamouring out for these guitars for like well, for like ten years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been like there has there's been hardly anything available. And it's just like why is it why has uh, sorry we're half watching the football yeah why is it taken so long for um a range of mustangs like this to come out you know obviously we've got um there's been like a decent selection in the squire vin mod range but like even they they weren't great like those those squire the, like the jaguars and the jazz masters no, were good but the, the mustangs, the mustangs were pretty poor yeah, they were a little bit that bridge is difficult to do and yeah. now that they're doing something that's hardtail you know or strung through i think that's absolutely fantastic you know what a like just a proper player's guitar you know it's great yeah they're great talking about things that are pretty and exciting colors um yesterday i took delivery of two more pedals for our um, guitar of the year gear of the year uh, considerations oh yeah the first one being the jhs pulp and peel pulp and peel it is can, can we guess what sort of effect yeah. it is just like, it's on the like quiz. the quiz guess, yeah, yeah. guess what color it is uh is it orange it is orange guess what it does pulp and peel is it a mm. is it a compressor and a drive it is exactly oh that. my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that that's an appropriate did you really just pedal. guess that yeah that did was you? yeah because okay. yeah. pulp pulp is for compression yeah and, and peel, and peel for, for some drive. You know, peeling so, back the... Uh, whatever, peeling yeah. back peeling the, the what? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go there. Um, so my thoughts on it are, straight away, it's a very good compressor. It's one of the best I've ever heard, I think. How big really? is it? Um, it's like MXR size. Oh, sweet. Um, it's based apparently on an old Dan Armstrong compressor, I want to say, or okay. it's based on a vintage compressor. It sounds fantastic. Like brings out loads of top end, loads of start sparkle. You don't get any kind of like... I don't know, like sucking, like tone suck out of it. Yeah. Um, what it, what controls do you get on the compression side? There is blend, uh-huh. which is good. Oh, for always a, an essential, yeah, yeah. especially for using on bass, actually. I was going to say, for a guitar pedal, that's pretty rare. Um, yeah. You get, um, I think it's like amount of compression, uh, tone. Um, Hold on, I'm looking, I'm looking. And so it's a drive as well, but it's, it's just... A single foot switch. There's no. It is. So no what is there on there? Volume blend. So you've, got, you've got volume compression EQ and blend, yeah. and then you have a, a toggle switch uh, called dirt. So actually, this is kind of more in line with the Pigtronics uh, philosopher's tone. Uh, yeah, I don't remember they what had drive it, sounds like on that. It, it, had, it a had a grit, control. a grit oh, function, yeah, yeah. which on the sorry, I say philosopher's tone, but philosopher's stone. Philosopher's Rock. No, Philosopher's Rock was the one where it had the little switch. That was the one I was looking for. Yeah. Right, so okay. Philosopher's Tone, the grip was just on a, was a rotary. Uh, yeah, so you could control. turn it off yeah, yeah, if you yeah. want, but it was full control. Whereas on the Rock, yeah, it was just on or off. So um, I really, really like the compression. I'm not a huge fan of the drive. Was it's, it a bit not enough? No, almost too much. Really? It almost gets steps into kind of fuzz territory. Oh, that sounds um, cool. Because that was the problem with the Philosopher's Tone. Not enough gain. Yeah, it just it was almost like having a bit of sort of fuzziness alongside your clean sound. It always sounded like it was just well, you can do that white noise noise on top of a you clean can sound. Do that with this with the blend control because the right. blend not only blends in the compression, it blends in the drive as I well. See. If you've got the drive on, yeah. um, personally, I think if you were looking something to as just to kind of make good a pedal, as we've talked about before, mm. um, 
this would be a perfect pedal. Just it's leave cheap, the though. compression halfway up. I oh, know it's two hundred and five pounds. Um, it's a bit of a step for JHS, isn't it? Uh, no, they all their stuff. Are they is pretty always high that end. much money? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, okay. they're, um, but this is fantastic. This is what they've submitted for Gear of the Year. So um, once we're all together, we'll have to uh, let you guys Ooh, hear it. Yeah, I really want to go and give it a go. We're gonna just As basically have a day master. of just playing loads of pedals and cool. talking about them. It's yeah, gonna be, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, gonna be I'm, good. I'm, and not just pedals. Um, we've got some guitars coming. We've got amps coming. Um, yeah, exciting cool. stuff. Yeah, I'm totally up. We for this. should we should maybe because uh, there's been a little bit of chatter on the uh, Facebook group about what exactly is going on with gear of the year. I think people yep. are a bit worried that there's. Uh, I think maybe we should just what? clear everything. Why up. are people worried? It's going to well, be the think, same as it is every year. Well, yeah, but we've we've sort of allowed. Uh, previously, what's happened is we've just said these are the things that are in gear of the year whereas now what we've done is as well as us doing that we've also gone out to manufacturers and said what do you think is your best product that falls within these categories would you like to submit it for consideration for gear of the year that doesn't mean that they're going to win no. uh you know we just want to yeah i, just I think, think it's important for us to mm. explain what the process is and how we're going to go about exactly what I think we're doing the problem on the facebook group is i describe them as contenders for the gear of the year which yeah. they technically are but um, at that point i'd not even plugged them in um so they're potential contenders yeah, yeah. for uh well i mean everything's just everything's up for consideration at the moment and yeah. uh you know it's it, i it's one of those things where i'm I'm dreading it as well as really looking forward to it. I'm I think um, we're going to film everything this year as well. So if you like watching the video component to this podcast, oh we're going God. to uh, film the five hours of deliberations. It's, it's a long time, though. We are always exhausted and hate each other. Yeah, I know. By the end. That's why you'll see it on video this year. You'll see sweat me and, and jay uh, tears are normally and a bit of blood completely hammered as yeah, well yeah you are by, usually quite boozed by the end of it I'm, we're yeah. also i think we're, are we going to be filming beer of the year doing the marshall mm. gordon we'll smith and that, uh, iron maiden beers i mean we can maybe do that sooner rather than later yeah i mean we I'm should do, we right should not now. do it before the uh yeah. gear of the year like well, yeah, on the same well, day some of them <laughs> be some of them might be entrants in gear of the year that's true they might fall under best accessory or weirdest product <laughs> weirdest gear we'll see um, so the other pedal that turned up was the pet have Marshall released anything that might win gear of the year other, well, the than, beer. This, other than this beer the beer uh, I was going to say the what, co- what they code um, yeah yeah yeah. The, yeah if they release anything that might win no uh, wait that's unfair we've not had a lengthy in fairness, session in fairness we, haven't, we haven't had much to try um, no the, Marshall have done um, JCM at 125 uh, yeah that's true um, they've got a new um, Teffel Teffel? Teffel? Range Tef- of Teffel. Sauce, Teffel. 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 You're joking. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am at the moment, but 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 two months Teflon. down the line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Teflon. Teflon. No, Teflon. 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 Yeah. Teflon's teaching English as a foreign language. All oh, right. Yeah, saucepans <laughs> that do that. Anyway, qualification. The uh, other pedal. Well, Marshall will probably jump on that too. <laughs> the other pedal that turned up, talking about Marshall, was the Pedal Power Effects JCM 800 emulator, uh, which on the Facebook group it was pointed out they should have just called it the JC emulator. Yeah, I was trying That'd to think. Be uh, good. As soon as I heard that, I was like. As soon as I read that, I was like, well, they couldn't have called it that because that literally just says JCM, which is going to be an infringement of the Marshall copyright. And but then it's I called saw, the JCM it's emulator. It's called the JCM yeah, yeah. emulator. Um, really interesting. Uh, definitely um, a nice counterpoint to the Marvel Drive. The Marvel Drive, yeah. Um, it sounds like... I need to... I need to a B them, I think, and that's something that maybe we should, we should do for YouTube yeah. is get them both together because... It definitely sounds different to the Marvel Drive. Marvel Drive is thicker. 
And I think it actually sounds more like an 800, whereas the pedal power effects, I think, sounds more like a slightly more mod. Pedal power effects. Pedal power effects, yeah. yeah. Um, sounds a little bit more like something a little bit more modern, like a DSL 50 or something. Right. It's got okay. just a little bit more of a kind of open sound to it. Um, but we'll definitely do a, do an AB on those. Mm-hmm. Um, came from Brazil? I want to say something like that. Somewhere in South America, pedal power oh, based. Right. So, cool. um, uh, yeah, it's a cool, That's, interesting I, pedal. I'm very interested in that as well because I know that uh, there's very i mean it certainly was the case you know sort of five years ago very little in the way of uh distribution from the sort of the big brands in south america yeah um when we were working in the shop you'd call like fairly regularly um we would find that uh customers would come would fly over from brazil uh and argentina to the uk to buy a gibson les paul or, uh, you know, uh, actually, I don't think it was quite the case with Fender, but I think certainly with, with Gibson. Um, and I'm sure, obviously, I'm sure they were paying uh, the customs charges when they were... Yeah, of course, uh, when they 100%. Were. But, um, you know, they quite often you would find that because they it was, in some cases, it was cheaper for them to fly here than it was for them to, to, import to stuff. buy stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and have it shipped from the, from the US yeah, yeah. or whatever. Well, um, pedal so, pedals seem to do a range of pedals, like a whole cool. range. I'd, so I'd be really interested to know, who, you know, who else in South America is is, is doing stuff. Is doing yeah. stuff because yeah. you know, I think in in a similar way for why the, not much in the way of European and American stuff is getting to South America. I don't think there's a huge amount of South American stuff getting making its way here. We also, um, as well as getting pedals uh, sent through to us, you and I went on a little recce this we weekend. Did. Didn't yes. Where did you go? To go and find stuff. My lovely. Where do you go? Um, we went on Saturday um, to go down and try some stuff out at a friendly local guitar shop. Um, with just, We brought them a coffee. We did. We bought them some yeah. coffee and stuff. Look after the boys and girls. You don't um, know anyone at the guitar shop anymore. You, uh, you guys are I'm too old. old. Yeah, we're too old school. Um, they're, they're all mine now. Tried to um, tried some stuff out, um, and few things actually stuck out that we were not expecting. Very eye-opening. Um, no, so, stars of the trip, I would say, were the DV Mark Gen 15, yeah. which is something that we've never spoken about I can't about believe you're talking about this on the because podcast. Because we did not even know that it existed. Now, despite your strange uh, hatred, hatred of, of Mark-based Mark stuff, <laughs> they actually make two products that... Well, they make loads of products that are good, but they make two new ones that really stood out on this kind of trip. Um, the Gen 15 is a tiny all-valve guitar head that sounds like a Fender Twin, um, or, you know, Fender kind of like, you know, blackface models. Um, really good, like really good. Um, really nice reverb in there, which I think was a digital verb. I don't think there was room for it. Uh, yeah, I think it was digital. Spring reverb yeah. tank. Um, but if you wanted something like Fendery sounding and super small, um, I can't think of anything else that does as good a job. And it's not mega money. I think it's like three nine nine. I I can't remember. I was just about to look it up. Something like that. Um, so yeah, highly impressed with that. Uh, what else was there on the guitar front, Jay? That. Um, one of the um, one of the Yamahas we played was uh, that's three nine nine that head. Yeah. Um, one of what the, the new one, Rev Stars. Yeah, one of the Yamaha Rev Stars. We played the one with uh, with Bigsby, 
and that was that was great. Which that is was... the nine twenty B, I think. Yeah, we played a couple of the we played a couple of the cheaper ones. They're okay, aren't they? They're good they, for the money, but they. I, in fact, they the, just sort of no. Felt... The one that we tried was cheaper. Than no, it the wasn't. It was, one. It was yeah. more expensive. Are you sure about that? Yeah. The I'm not sure ones about with the bigs. I mean, the 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 cheap ones are the ones with uncovered pickups and that are very basic, we, in simple colours. Yeah, we tried one of the ones with the satin finished top oh, yeah. with the like chrome, like brushed chrome pickups, uh-huh. and then we, we, which pickups? Humbuckers or humbuckers? Right. Which I think is the top end one, and then the Bigsby one, which has got more sort of like Gretchy pickups in it. Yeah, that's with the right. Bigsby, I think is not the most expensive, but that was the best one. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, was, well, yeah, that was really they're cool. They're great. They're absolutely brilliant. There are, um, I think, for me at the moment, those and specifically those ones with the Gretsch style pickups in, um, along with um, the uh, the Gretsch Streamliner series. Yeah. Which I I've think, also not. I really want to try a oh, couple of those. There was some. There was. We've got. We were in on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah, we, couldn't, we didn't want to. We've take got one of virtually time. everything in there. But again, they're like guitars that are all sub three or four hundred pounds. Yeah, and they're brilliant. I just kind of think there's this uh, like on the traditional guitar front, those Yamahas and those Gretches are doing things that Fender and Gibson aren't able to yeah. do at the moment for the price point. They're great. I mean, they you know what? they come with their caveats because of their price, the price point, point yeah but, but i mean you say that like the um the streamliner 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 that's what the great is yeah? yeah yeah like for the um you know for the money compare one of those to an epiphone dot yeah you know like night and day those yeah, great are absolutely fantastic yeah totally absolutely really, really good fantastic guitars, guitars. Yeah, really good guitars yeah. um so was there anything else that jumped out? There's a new Mark Bass head. I know that we're not allowed to talk about Mark Bass because of your... No, 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 go on. Go on, talk about him. No. So the one that I really liked and didn't know existed was the uh, Mark Bass Nano 300. Uh-huh. Nano Mark 300. Yeah. 300 watts sounded fantastic. And, and it did sound the, really, the really good. The best thing is that it's even smaller, which, of course, the size of a head, as everyone knows, directly affects your ability to play and it's sound well, it, so if, what, if, what you really want is in fact if you can get no head that's what probably you mean, better like a sand that is probably better no than buying a no head. Um bigger mate it um, <laughs> Jay is for those listening Jay's offering Joe a sand amp no I'm, it sounded really good right controls are really good um, and you'll need a sand amp on the floor because it doesn't sound like anything. It sounded great. It no, sounded really it did, aggressive. It, I, like honestly, no, it didn't. It did. No, it didn't. Really aggressive compared to the you other. You can't make a solid state head sound aggressive anyway. So you're already Boy, lying. It, it, unbelievable. Um. So. Well, not solid state. Sorry, class D. You can't make a class D head sound. So aggressive. we tried some other mini heads. We tried the PV mini. Mini Max. Mini Max. Actually, quite into that. No, it didn't sound anywhere near as good as the Mark Bass. Not. Anyway, we like we AB'd it. Yeah. Like we AB it. It sounded a little bit choky. It sounded fine. It did. It sounded yeah. a bit choked. Yeah. It was I find also that with like, most class it was, D's. It was yeah. like it I mean maybe it was the camps that we were going into, but it was quiet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Mark Bass because we wanted to get a kind of good look at the new bass heads that are out there and obviously the bulk of stuff now are these mini heads, portable. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, Warwick have actually put out a really good yes one, had a quick it? look at it didn't get time to try the one, it the wood panel one yeah it's got some oh no that's the LH1000 which um, is a great looking head <laughs> <laughs> um, very diplomatic of you thank you um, um, but they they released another one um, that 
uh, that's a tiny sort of thing. I actually, um, when I was at the London Bass Show and I was walking around, um, there were um, there was some fella that I sort of recognised from like, I think he wrote f- writes for um, Bass Guitar Magazine. Okay. And he was um, very pompous. He was walking around with his... Uh, I'm sure he's a lovely fella. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't know who he is. I can say he's pompous. Uh, you know, no one's going to know. I who mean, he that's is. what they would say about you. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, probably the most pompous person. So I've he ever had met. he had his own like custom built bass. Good sounding word, um, that isn't it? Pompous. pompous. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. Pompous. Anyway, what, uh, we, what he we was, you were you saying? Joe Pompous Branton. <laughs> he was uh, he was walking around with um, with his own custom bass, and he was trying out loads of different heads. And I happened to be on stands a lot when he was there, but he was going around trying out every mini head. Okay. Uh, in in order to buy one, and I saw him like, and everyone's there. So we tried out everyone. He went to Mark Base, you know. He went to PV. He he, you know, he would have gone everywhere. And he bought one of the Warwick ones. Okay. He, he bought it at the time that I was trying to negotiate an endorsement from nice, Warwick, nice. which they didn't give me. But uh, just took one look at you and were yeah, like too no. pompous. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we tried those bits. Very good. Um, and a Gibson, not from the 2017 line, actually that stood out. The ES275. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is a basically like a mini L5, yeah. isn't it? So much more kind of jazz uh, oriented than my usual fare. But in terms of what was on the Gibson wall, that was the thing that really stood really out. Really stood out. Something very different and very um, just a really cool exciting I I just think Memphis are killing it at the moment yeah really good Gibson Memphis are putting out the best stuff they ever have at a time when Nashville seemed to be going off the wall yeah yeah what I mean they've only been producing electric guitars for like five years oh yeah I guess so but it's all really bloody good it is and you're right you're right it's sort of it's sort of besides the point because they are really good guitars really and like there was because there was a bit of um resistance to it initially because so maybe sort of five six years ago every um hollow body or semi hollow uh gibson was produced in the custom shop alongside the custom you know the custom shop les pauls and this and the other and then in order to sort of make things easier and to produce more stuff they shifted production from the custom shop to the memphis factory which is where they were building uh, a, a large proportion of the acoustic guitars and initially there was we, we found a lot of res- resistance to it when, when that initial change was happening from customers who were saying i don't want a memphis one do you have any nashville ones left yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were saying like they honestly they're just and you know some for some people it was it, it was a big deal that they wanted a national one it's like okay fine we you know we can't help you but once that sort of transition happened and it was okay now all that's left is the memphis ones people started being like oh well, yeah all right, I'll give it go. great guitars great yeah, guitars yeah. and i think you're right i think it has taken a little bit of time for them to sort of get the processes in place and find their find their feet a little bit and you know there's some there's some wicked guitars in there yeah, I think all of us totally paused there because England because had a Dan, shot. Dan, Dan, <laughs> Daniel Starish just did a little three sixty turn and then nearly scored an incredible goal. Sorry, we should not have the football on in the background. Is what <laughs> we've learned from this. Um, yeah, so I need to try that again. ES two seven five. I think that was a super cool, um, cool little guitar. Um, was it two seven five? I'm sure it was four five. Two. I'm sure it was two seven five. I can't remember. We'll need to look it back up. Look 
uh, back up at it again. It, was, it um, looked very similar. Sorry, sim- sorry I'm struggling. Um, it looked very similar to that Scotty, Mo- Scotty Moore guitar. Yes. What? That was the two two five, I think, wasn't it? Maybe that's a two seven five. No, I think that's a two two five. Okay, we need to do some more research. Yeah, I like I said, this wasn't a final trip, nor was it conclusive. So no. definitely worth trying some stuff. Um, one last bit of uh, kind of guitar nerds news this week before we move on to the actual news mm-hmm. is that this is going to be our last broadcast on Ampli.fi. Yeah, um, mm. we are doing. Um, it's you know it's been super fun um, and really enjoyed the community and stuff on there and you guys in the chat. Um, we from next week we are going to be broadcasting on YouTube rather than through Amplify. Um, and we really want you guys to to join us. Um, so if you don't already subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. I think if you subscribe, you'll get an email or some sort of notification when we're live. But we're not sure. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're going to change the time and day yet. We may well do. We're thinking... Maybe switch to Mondays at eight oh, I thought UK we time. Weren't changing. Well, we haven't decided this yet, but maybe right. go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, um, and we'll you know we'll, we'll give it. you all the details. But yeah, just thought that we should um, let you what know you in this think? episode. Should we change for people listening? Uh, you know, through RSS through the podcast app, nothing's going to change. Nope, everything's still gonna get downloaded as the podcast might come out on tuesday if we switch to mondays but like no excuse me nobody's gonna have to do anything different the podcast will still just download automatically exactly exactly. but like we may change the day automatic possibly yeah Um, maybe 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 it'll change to tuesdays but we'll see today's tuesday yeah maybe when the podcast comes out it'll be on tuesday oh i see sorry so we'll do the thing live on monday on youtube and then the podcast monday night live indeed monday night nitro Monday night raw. Um, Maybe we should do it like Friday. No, we. Maybe not. I tell you what we should do. I'm never available on Sunday Fridays. at about nine a.m. How's that sound, Joe? Yeah, sounds great. I mean, I'm always up that early on a Sunday. Sunday at eight a.m. 
Joe. So the insider joke here, everyone, is that on Sunday mornings around nine o'clock, the other three all decide to break into conversation on our uh, on our group iMessage, which is a time, probably the only time of the week that I get to sleep. So it's that's, always. Why so are you asleep, mate? It's a great time to be up, awake doing and stuff, doing stuff, making a nice breakfast for your significant other, getting projects done, actually doing some guitar nerds work. Uh, I do um, work. And uh, yeah, that's why we're all chatting because we're all up doing stuff, mate. What, what are you doing? Fine. Um, so yeah, that's the um, that's the big guitar nerds news for this week. <laughs> There's a little bit of uh, local local jokes for you here. Uh, Mike Crab in the in the Amplify chat said, "You can't change the Monday at eight pm. It clashes with the Snooty Fox pub quiz in Three Bridges, oh, right, okay, which fine. I've spent a lot of time in because that is the." Uh, train station that you have to change to if you want to go to Horsham which is where my parents live anyway I feel this has right. been a very rambly podcast we're 36 something minutes in Oof. and uh, we're about to start the nude men did um, we just do the news no, no that, that was, was the like intro our own news yeah that was the intro that was Oof. 36 minutes long um, where's Matt Knight we need him back to restore order so um we probably haven't got time to do all of these news stories. So, so miss we... the first one. Okay, fine. So, um, GNL have just announced a brand new base, the Killerton. The Killerton. Killerton. It's um, such a good name. So, I'll leave this up to you, Mr. Baseman. Uh, well, GNL, um, cracking company that they are. Yep. Le- Leo Fender's last foray in uh, in guitar and bass manufacture. Um, thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, this is. This is funny. It's funny that this has turned up. So the uh, the um, the kiloton, 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 kiloton. It sounds like something from um, Robot Wars. <laughs> yeah. So kiloton. Yeah. Um, so this is essentially GNL's Music Man Stingray, which is funny because it comes at a time when, of course, Fender uh, re- recently, well, it's a couple of years in now, but yeah. released their Dimension Bass, which is their version of the of the Music Man Stingray, and Music Man have released their Cutlass, which is their version of the Fender Precision. Yeah, the, all this stuff is getting quite confusing. <laughs> like I, first, I saw a picture of this and thought, hmm, that's a strange Precision Bass. Yeah, so this uh, this actually is quite interesting because they've gone for the the body is very much a precision based style body slightly fatter in the in the 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 lower areas the butt of the body um but with a very sort of p based style scratch plate so uh the controls are in the scratch plate rather than a separate metal control panel um but it just has a one of the standard sort of eight pole um Music uh, Man, Music Man style, GNL style yeah. pickup because yeah. that's the same pickup that's on, or it's similar looking to the pickup that's on their regular bases, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, um, controls are interesting. Um, okay, are they not just volume and tone? Yeah, but there's a little switch. Okay, uh, what does I it do? It doesn't say, but um, I. I'm glad you've researched this. Well, yeah, I've researched it. Um, it's a it's a three position. Series split in parallel. Yep. So as you'd expect. Yeah. It's like the uh, the Music Man basses have. Mm, sometimes. Yeah. On the five strings they do. Yeah. But not on the fours. Okay. You get it on the not on the Stingray but on the Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. The I Music mean, Man that, Sterling, that not the Sterling Man Stingray. The st- yeah. Music Man Sterling. Ernie Sterling. Ball. St- yeah. So confusing. But yeah, um, they look great. Looks like they're going to be hitting the shelves um, at around fourteen hundred dollars. 
Um, so they'll come in roughly the same price point, I'd imagine, as like a Stingray. Which is much. strange for GNL, I think, to sort of normally aim themselves underneath. Yeah. yeah, they normally aim themselves slightly more. These are proper affordably. GNLs, though, aren't they? They're not the kind of budget range that they do. Which no, that's is right. The yeah, Legacy, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that that sort of thing. So uh, um, the the pickup is one of Leo Fender's actual designs. Okay. it's uh, it's his MFD pickup, which he designed with. Uh, GNL, so mother um, flipping, yeah, I don't know, dorks, don't know what it stands for, but yeah, really cool. Um, so GNL come to the sort of Stingray party, another high end sort of Stingray on the market. I do kind of feel that it's a bit oddly placed. I think Fender have really done everyone with the dimension base because they've managed to introduce it at every price point because yep. they did a Squire Vint modified, they did a Mexican, they've done an American, and there's an American. Deluxe. That so is weird, isn't it? There's two American versions of the Dimension. They really went heavy on that for a little while. Well, they were really trying to sort of make force people into not thinking it's rubbish. Uh, I don't. <laughs> this think is a success because we make loads of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, cool, interesting base. I just think at that sort of price point, you're competing with the top end defender and um, and Music Man yep. themselves. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you'd do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But nonetheless, it's something new. Another big news story this week. Uh, Dennis Faino and Eastwood Guitars have teamed up to announce the Revolter Guitars, oh which God. is a weird name. This, yeah, but what? Yeah, I'm, Like, Faino and Eastwood have hooked up. They're your two, like, favourite things. Well, this is great, but we love the, the Faino Guitars. And when they announced recently that they were they were making their, um, their Les Paul Jr. style... Yep. Um, uh, I can't remember and, what it's called, and they weren't me neither. But they, they were making that, and they were going to make it as something that people could buy rather than it being a custom order. I mean, yep. it's still expensive. I think it was still like two and a half thousand dollars, easy, cheap for a, a sense, what is essentially a Les Paul Junior. But yep. I mean, the, the Faino guitars are absolutely stonkingly brilliant, and they are sort of custom shop quality. So yeah. it was great that they'd introduced that. But that was kind of the closest I thought we were going to come to sort of affordable Faino. But now this hook up with Eastwood means we're getting super affordable Fainos. Now, I'm not sure what they're... I think they are They are Eastwood on the headstock. No, there's a new brand. I think it's oh, Revolta really? is the brand. Oh, oh, is that the name of the brand? Yeah, R-I-V-O-L-T-A. Oh, yes, it is. I see and now. There's and only one model so far, which the, is called the... The Combinata. Yes, which is based... Uh, if you go on their website, it's based on the original Rickenbacker design. Right. Um, and yeah, two P90s. Yeah. Uh, you've got the story there. What's the yeah. body made out of? Are they some... mahogany? So it's hollow mahogany. Okay. And uh, yeah, Duesenberg Les Paul trim, trem even. Um... Not on that. The, you get the choice actually between just a wraparound bridge and the uh, and the trem. Um, the fret the fret markers are super interesting because they're based on the original Rickenbacker design as well. Like having a whole fret that is completely um, pearl. Yes, mother of Oiled. pearl. Um, they look super cool. I mean, I think they're really great. Yeah, love the finish. It's got a little bit of Eastwood to it. Yep. Um, great. Is there pricing on there as well? Um, no. Okay. That's a shame. I think they they're not cheap. They're not Eastwood oh, really? price. They're, oh, they're that's what I was hoping for. Closer to Fano standard price, I think. So, okay. um, yeah, nice little bit of kit but and good seeing new, yeah. new collaboration. Um, so yeah, check out the Revolta Combinata. Um, Easy. Or just to check remember. out anything by Revolta. Um, this is great. I think this would be really interesting. Even if they are a bit expensive, nice for Fano designs. We know they make incredible guitars, so for them to be doing something in partnership that's a bit more affordable, 
perfect definitely brilliant. definitely should we do brand of the week um we certainly can yes you said that you've sorted one out but you didn't share any notes so no I know. we're about we're as in the dark about <laughs> are you just going to make this up no i just wanted to uh, make you think that i hadn't done any research at all um so let's get ready for brand of the week and what brand am i going to think of to talk about I'm only kidding. I'm well prepared for this. Um, this week's brand I, of the I week. I don't believe you ever. <laughs> but I am. You can see I've just brought up the notes. Oh, well, well. No, I said you brought up the notes. You've opened a web page. <laughs> <laughs> you've opened but, a... You've op- is that the Fender Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So I'm going back to basics this week. We're talking... No, uh, Fender. This, this week's um, brand of the week is uh, Electrical Guitar company okay exciting um, yeah yeah exactly so uh the the reason i wanted to talk about don't these, just read their web page no i'm not just reading their web page the only reason i brought this up is because they're about made more sense to read from than me making notes okay good that were just the same as what was on the about okay. page on there. tell us about electrical guitar company so joe if anyone doesn't know about uh electrical guitar company they are one of several um guitar manufacturers at the moment who make aluminium um, completely aluminium guitars. Yeah. They're actually one of the only ones that have kind of survived to um, to modern day. Because of course we had the um, uh, the Travis Bean um, uh, aluminium guitars, which whilst they didn't start it, we actually talked about uh, the brand that started um, aluminium guitars on Brand of the Week a few weeks ago. Yes, I can't remember the name. No, me neither. Um, but <laughs> you Dan, put this together every week. No, I think no. I'm, I'm, the 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 first people to try um, aluminium guitars was Wanderer. Ah, uh, yes, you're um, right. So so, but uh, but certainly Travis Bean was, I guess, the first company to really bring it to. That's the one that you see, or you used to see a lot, actually. Mm. For some reason, particularly in Brighton, I don't know whether there was some sort of big market for them, but maybe fifteen years ago or something like. If ever you walked into like a pawn shop or like a weird second-hand shop, there'd always be a Travis Bean kicking around. Yeah, and I kind of wish that I'd bought them all because they, they you could sell them to this sort of market now. Well, this is actually the. I mean, if you remember them sort of being around in the early two thousand, Travis Beans went from sort of being a bit niche to being super expensive. Yeah. Like their their prices were shooting up on the yeah. second-hand market, which actually is what led to the beginning of Electrical Guitar Company. Okay. Uh, the, the guy who founded it, Kevin Burkett, um, was playing in bands at the time and um, found around 2003, was finding that he was being priced out because he, he couldn't afford them. Couldn't buy the beans. No. So instead, he bought a load of aluminium right, and, yeah. uh, and went round loads of like a car body um, places. What would you call body shops? Yeah. Doesn't your and, dad uh, run one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, yeah. Can so we, can we yeah, get him to make some body shop? Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, body shop. Um, he, your dad runs a body shop. Yeah, with like the face creams and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, that's okay, right. Good. No, uh, um, yeah. They so he uh, um, he went around loads of car body shops until he found someone who was willing to um, willing to sort of make it into a, a guitar, and he found he found someone who was willing to do it, and then managed to get that person to train him up to be able to do it and he started making his own guitars I mean god knows why he needed more than a couple but he decided to make his own and then a few years later um, he um, 
started, started, started selling them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've only made like it's it's not very many. You think of them as being like a massive company, or at least I do. You think about them as being pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to judge really because they they're so eye catching that you've probably seen every single one of them. You know, they pop up on Instagram or they pop up in the hands of a certain player in in bands and stuff. So it kind of skews it a little bit because you think there's probably loads out there, but actually it's just because you've seen everyone who's bought one's won. How many have they made? Less than 1,200. Really? Yeah. All right, well. That's an alarmingly sort of small amount. But then I guess they're still sort of... Since when? Very much a custom shop of two people. 2003, I think it says. Still quite oh no well, no no! Two thousand three is just when he decided to make his first one, and then some years later. So they are. I mean, that's not bad going, really. Twelve hundred in maybe you know if it's like ten or twelve years. Yeah, I guess so. hundred guitars a year. That's a lot. It's, it's very much. It's very much a custom shop job. So yeah, I suppose so. I suppose that is good. Um, but yeah, uh, great great guitars if you haven't checked them go to the the, the website electricalguitarcompany.com have a look at their range because they're really interesting actually the part of the reason that i um i wanted to do these guys was because the melvins uh, yeah play electrical guitar company and of course the melvins have just formed a band with um omar uh, rodriguez oh, lopez God's um, sake. and terry genderbender uh from the butcherette the okay. girlfriend of omar rodriguez lopez um called Sorry. Crystal Fairy um, so yeah so that was part of the reason makes also, me want to punch my own face <laughs> also one who's, of, uh, who's in it then sorry who's in that band King Buzzo yeah and okay. one other okay I don't I only know he's such a I mean he's Buzz. such a good guitarist yeah he's the one with a signature model um, electrical EGC really yeah okay. um, so but, what's the with this brand what's the score in terms of like models and like what is actually custom and what is off the shelf well this is cool so they have a range of they have their models which are standard which is kind of a uh, a double cut les paul um they do they do a base series one which is basically a status yeah um they have series two which is like a reverse offset it's, 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 sort a, of it's more a mos, a, right, a mos right sort of thing which uh, is actually the um the guitarist one of the guitarists from mutiny on the bounty plays those ones the okay. series two electric guitar companies they do a uh, a jazz master called series five um and they do a sort of um do you remember the dan armstrong ampeg guitars yep. they sort of do that the body plexi sh- one yeah they yeah. do that body shape uh, as the egc 500 they do a telly the tt1 and a sort of 72 telly which is the uh, tt2 yeah um um oh and they actually do like a travis bean reissue yeah yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. What sort of money well. are they? Um, so we are looking at sort of between two and three thousand dollars. Okay. A model. I really like their their sort of how much choice you get though for that for that sort of money. So I'll go through it with you. I'll talk I'll talk you through it. So um, on their site, you can go to their buy section. You select uh, your type of model. So I'm choosing from the classic model series. You choose baritone guitar or bass. I'm choosing a guitar. Um, I'm going to do one of the EGC 500s, which starts at uh, $2,900. Then I can select the neck thickness and scale. So I'm going for the shortest scale I can with the thickest neck I can, which uh, is telling me it's an extra $200. 
Then I can select my orientation, which uh, I'm sure you can all guess. And uh, then right next finish, uh, I can choose polished or brushed with wax seal. So okay. let's go brushed with a wax seal. Um, I can select the uh, radius. It only gives me one option, 12-inch standard. I can select oh, fret really? markers, um, black That's dots standard. and white dots. Um, one and a half. Yeah, I can I select guess, yeah. the. I can select Maybe how many frets. Cut the aluminium, that. Uh, I can select how many frets. Maybe it's to do with the chunkiness of the neck. Sorry, we're just filling because essentially be. it was this man looks at computer. To, it oh, shouldn't yeah. be to do with the chunkiness of the neck. It might. I wonder if it's to do with the. Keep going, Joe. The ability to shape the aluminium. aluminium. Maybe because it's Plus. less. Because presumably it's but less why, malleable. Why than put a, it as an option if you can only yeah. do one? I think it's well, more. Excuse What? You could do one, mate. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, anyway, there's, there's what we're saying is there's lots of options. Well, the, the, what I was trying to get to, you get down to body material and you choose between aluminium and acrylic, which is quite cool. Oh, so you can have like a see-through. Mm, yes, but you can also have coloured acrylic, which is quite ah. cool. Um, and anyway, then then you choose any pickups you want um, and you choose uh, you know, your, your, your electronics in there, bridge style, things like that, which is great. It gives you a price at the total, uh, a room for extra notes, what string gauge you'd like on it, what tuning you'd like them to put in it and then you pop your order off and uh, they have a six month turnaround for it's a long time in it but it's a lot of money so it's worth it yeah I, I think it's really cool um, I, I think everyone should go and have a look I think they offer some really cool sort of modern um, uh, looking guitars if that's what you're after but some great sort of traditional alternatives to Travis Bean to the Dan Armstrong and Peg guitars cool stuff definitely definitely Chap, should we move on to some questions? Yes. Questionable motives. So I um I put some uh, I put the, put it out there that we needed some questions for this week. So we're going to take most of these from Facebook, but because it is our last Amplify stream, um, I feel like we should probably take some from the Amplify chat as well, if there yeah. are any. Yeah, we have had a uh, we have had one. Um, my uh, so phone, far. which has all the questions on, is playing up. So Jay, give us the Amplify question first. Uh, so there was a question in here from Michael uh, saying, "Has anyone tried the PV Piranha, which I guess came out yes. of us uh, talking initially about Gear of the Year? Because that's a, that's a mm. new one for this year, isn't it? The Piranha? It is. No, it is, is it? A new one for this year? It is. Only, it, it only came out very, very recently. Yeah. Like, Do we not have a that really, on really small one? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought it was on Gear of the Year last time. Well, oh my goodness, it certainly will be on this Gear of the Year, and I really like it." They are, in fact, sending us one to try for Gear of the Year. So um, hopefully, yeah, we'll have some more detailed impressions fairly soon. Now, this is the sort of small amp that I can buy into. Okay. Because it's... Well, because it's a guitar amp and therefore nothing you ever really would need to use. Because it's actually, like, the size... It, it's handheld. It's it's the same yeah, size so as, the, as, as, as the Mar Bass no, that we were talking about. No, 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 no. No, that's not the point. Bass is <laughs> I've designed had, to be I've big. Had, mate, I've had... Like Sony Walkman's smaller oh. than that um, Mark well, Bass bigger amp. Bigger than that Mark Bass. Bigger than that Mark Bass amp, sorry. Right, well, re anyway, regardless of what you think or say, the uh, <laughs> the, pir <laughs> the, uh, the Piranha is actually quite good. What did you think of it? We've I, not, I haven't tried it. Oh, okay. It's not tried one yet. There is one incoming, so hopefully this week we'll get one to try it. Super um, cool. Um, I mean, again, like, I do think whilst Class D works really well for bass, it's obviously a little bit more dodgy on guitar well can you, you say that but I really like the micro terrors I thought they sounded really good they mm -hmm. were a class D yeah, output yeah. And, um, and can and you record straight out of the back of the mm -hmm. piranha yeah I believe you can that's cool yeah. I think it's a really cool because you can't from the micro terror can you 
No. See, I, 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 I think that the micro, I, I've, I kind of think that the micro terror is gonna be one of those things that we look back on in the same way that I look back on the tiny terror. I think which like, is, this is the first one of something really cool. And it's really like cool. actually, this wasn't a very good amp. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I think we will have that nostalgia of it, and then once that nostalgia sort of fades away, we'll be like, actually, this isn't great. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. micro terror is. It's cool, it's cute, and it's like it definitely serves a purpose, but like there are some other things that they really should have been doing to it, you know, to like, like making it ha- be able to be record, like being able to record out the back of it or yeah. whatever. I, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. So the answer I, is that um, you've tried it, Joe. I've tried it. I think it's, I think it's a great tool to have um, on, your, uh, on your desk. Yeah. Um, if, if you've got sort of a home recording setup and you need something to go straight into that's always going to sound good. I, I think this is this is it. I yep. think it's a, a great, super affordable product. Understand the price point, though, um, of course, and, and sort of respect that that's going to give you limited, uh, sort of limited quality on uh, on how good it is. I mean, I'd use it as a writing tool. I wouldn't take yeah, it much yeah. further than that. But nonetheless, for being, no, I, I think, think we should gig with it. Isn't it sub a hundred quid? I think I so. Know. Yeah, we'll I need think to- it's like eighty five quid, and I think for that reason. Um, it's a, a brilliant tool. So I'll, I think I'll get a chance to play with it over the weekend. I think so. Hopefully, I'll come back next week with yeah, some cool. more detailed impressions. So, um, right, Paul says I really want an envelope filter in my signal chain. So, one, what would you recommend? Sub 125 quid, uh, and where should it go in my chain? Thanks. Envelope filter. Ooh, tricky. I guess there's um, that one that you had that then I had. Um, uh, the MXR. That's not really an envelope filter. It was a Univibe. No, that was the one that I had that then you had. So I gave you a Univibe <laughs> and you gave me an envelope filler. That's oh, the way around that wasn't exchange that a base happened. Wasn't one, though? Yeah. It was a base oh, was it? Oh, was it base-specific? Spe- yeah. Yeah, base-specific one. Um, I, it depends what you want it for. And I think, actually, you can do these fairly cheap and cheerful if you wanted to. Um, we've often talked about the Digitech base Synthwire, which has got a decent envelope filter on it, and you can pick them up secondhand for... 15 quid or something 20 quid I don't quid? think they're that much new yeah. are they uh, they were they I think were 35 they're dis- pounds yeah they're discontinued okay. now I think yeah. aren't they um, plus also another one you can pick up nice and cheap which I've mentioned before is the Line 6 auto filter mm-hmm. um, which is from you know when Line 6 were doing their single pedals that were kind of quite chunky yeah. um, but that would certainly do it I really like that it's got a really good humanizer function and the envelope stuff on there is really good I really but, actually quite liked the Boss Auto while I thought that was yeah. really cool um, that gave you um, you talk about the humanizer that gave you a, a start and finish vowel yeah. so you could select between w- which vowel it started on and which vowel it finished on I believe that's the same with the electron uh, oh, the electron the, the line, line six. 6 as well um, but I guess the classic ones would be Qtron, Q-tron in some essential. form or another. Do you know what's really annoying about this question? Um, I, I keep trying to find it, and I, I, I don't think I had it in an email, but um, uh, but my shop had just about to start stocking pedals from this uh, this new Brighton pedal manufacturer. Bright Onion? No. It's, I think it's Doctor something. Okay. And I can't I can't remember. Doctor Pedal. It's like Dr. Nightmare or something like that. Anyway, I'll find out for next week because um, it does loads. And some of them are really cool, like like a, a pedal in, like an old NES controller and things like that. Oh, what? And he's in Brighton? Yeah. Oh, why, dude, why is he not sat here right now? I know. Oh, oh I'm tr- going to try and get him on the podcast. That'd yeah, be cool. I, I was talking to him. He's just got an Instagram account, uh, right. essentially, for his pedals at the moment. And we're going to be stocking the, the only ones. But they look amazing. He also did the complete range of superheroes from... 
um, the Watchmen. As and, pedals, yeah, and the comedian is a um, is is a Qtron copy essentially, ah. uh, which is really cool. So I would have fully loved, licensed. I'd have loved to. Suggest yeah, I mean, that. definitely, yeah. fully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'd have loved to have suggested that one if I could remember the name of the um, the guy. Well, you're really doing him a uh, service. Well, here. We'll, t- we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, We'll talk about his whole range of pedals because some of them are amazing. Let's try and get him on. Yeah, if he's yeah, an, definitely. If he's only around the corner. That sounds um, sounds awesome. So, Paul, yeah, there's a few options there. Uh, the electronic stuff, if you want something classic, I guess. But there's if you want two cheap options. Because envelope filler, you know, you can use it for some stuff, but I guess it doesn't really fit every genre. So if you're just thinking about dabbling in it, the Digitech Synthwar or the bass Synthwar, actually, even on guitar, sounds really good. Um, there is a Nano Qtron now by Electro Harmonix. The Nano Qtron well. would be really good for not spending too much money. Or the Line 6 Auto Filter, if you can find one. I was always really, really impressed. So, And let's do one more question, and then we'll take the rest of these questions, I think, to the Patreon episode. Yeah, sure. Because um, we, you know, we haven't got anything lined up for that this week. Because, um, you know, Matty sort of gets involved with that usually. Um, so we'll do some questions and stuff. Um, Scott. No, in fact. I'm going to do Scott's question about amping a box over on Patreon because I think that's something we could talk for quite a while about. So let's do um, let's do a quick one. Um, let's do let's do which what do you want? What do you guys want to talk about? Which of these questions is good? For Maybe you? the last one. The last one. That means I have to scroll down a bit. Um, okay, Will Smith. No, says, that's not the last one. The last one. Oh, are you I'm taking... reading from a different thing. Oh, okay. Will Smith says, "Bass amp versatility. What's small enough for home and loud enough for small gigs?" Joe oh, Branton. Yeah. Small enough for home. We should do a guitar one last, shouldn't we? No, uh, I'll do... answer this one quickly, and then we'll do another one. Yeah, okay. Small so... enough for home, loud enough for large gigs. Uh, just head, did he say? Small gigs. Uh, no. What's small enough for home and loud enough for small gigs? Just a head. It doesn't say. Right. Okay. It says bass amp. Right. Um, small enough for home, loud enough for small gigs. Depends how small the gigs are. Okay. Um, I I think the minimum that you should go to a gig with is is three hundred watts. Really. Um, if if you are talking about virtually no drums, um, then maybe you could do something like uh, a two hundred and fifty watt amp. Or in the case of Orange, they do their hundred watt their new series of um, Orange Crush Bass and they have a, a ported 100 watt combo which um, is as with everything Orange is deceptively loud for yeah. 100 watts so I think we'd just cut it otherwise I'd say um, on, on the combo front and I hate saying this because I don't like it but the TC uh, BG250 definitely yeah small enough yeah 250 watt single 15 they do it as a 210 as well okay uh, a combo um comes with their tone print feature built in actually two tone uh print features built in if you're not aware of what that is it uh allows you to download an effect of your choice from the tone print app on your phone directly through your guitar and into the amplifier they have two dedicated rotary controls on the head of the combo uh for that so uh, you could download, for example, a drive, and that rotary would be the gain on the drive. You could have the second one being an octave, and it would be your wet-to-dry mix um, on the on the octave down, or something like that. You could download anything, which is pretty cool. They also have like an artist section on there with uh, loads of effects made by people, including Billy Sheehan. Um, so, but but anyway, they're really good, and they're like three hundred and fifty quid. So 
super affordable. What I quite like about the volume control on the BG250s is that it is gated so that uh, 0-5 is home use and 5-10 to 10 is gig use. So there is a little bit of a weird jump yep. in between there, but it's, it's for the best because it means that you have smooth operation between one to five for low volumes. When you're not you're at just home. wrestling between like one and two, basically, yeah. which is always the most annoying thing on small amps that can also do loud stuff. Is that you have to get that balance between like one and two in your bedroom, and then jumps up to five when you're uh, out and about. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, I'd say either of either of those. That sounds cool. Really good. There is one last question and some cool. feedback for Go you. On. Um. Robin says where are you taking these from why aren't these the questions that I've got on, on the thing that you send us I mean if you listened I said I've got these from Facebook I asked them today oh. Robin says will Mark ever admit his true feelings for Joe um, and the feedback is from mine who said Joe's been off his game recently his performance <laughs> his performance in the quiz was disappointing <laughs> Maybe it's the booze. <laughs> but I remember when I started listening to, the, listening to the podcast, he was the voice of the practicing musician rather than the bedroom slash internet guitarist. It's only a matter of time before he regains his form. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Um, and oh, with my regards to my true feelings about Joe, uh, well, I mean, obviously he's a complete and utterly nice guy. Have I been who, off my form recently? Yeah, I think maybe oh. it's the booze. <laughs> Maybe it's the booze. I've I'm, tried to I've tried to stop drinking recently. You weren't drinking today. I didn't drink today. And you've been really nice to be around. Exactly. Like, I only had one beer on my lunch break at work. It's, today. it's weird that like you know normally you come in and like have to open the windows because you know bit of booze smell. <sighs> but like it was it's been fine today, mate. Sort, sort of like an oil rig. <laughs> I'm cutting down. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be booze free soon. I mean you don't drink any more, do you? But you don't drink any less either. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, for more of this comedy gold, uh, you can head to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $5 a month, you can get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds audio content every week, plus the occasional interview. This week, we're going to tackle a couple of questions from Facebook, actually, about amp in a box pedals, and uh, also a really cool question about if we could only use one brand of pedals each again. What would it be and which six of their pedals will be used? You know, what's funny is that sounds like a really interesting episode. And if you hadn't, like, two minutes ago been like, we ain't planning anything for Patreon, no one would have noticed. We could have just got that. Well, this no is one why, would have noticed. This is why I put the shout out. I placed the bat symbol in the sky above Facebook and said, help us out. Right. We need stuff. Um, the mat signal. It's the mat signal. That yeah. was the problem. We put the mat signal out. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing next week? Oh, He's God. not here then, He's in Japan. Anyway. Um, He's flying to Japan right now. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $5 a month, you get all that stuff. And from $10 a month, you become our executive producer, like these people. <clears throat> yeah. Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Marco, Mark Gross, J.D. Short, David Carroll, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfroy, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moog Gravit, Colin Anderson. I bumped into Moog Gravit this weekend. Did you? Yeah, it was great, hanging out. Because I've not seen him since... Uh, I've not seen him IRL since uh, I left the shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, we when sit- we did the in-store, the live one? Uh, yeah, or maybe after that. Oh, really? Because he used to come in the shop all the time. Yeah. And uh, I, 
I uh, I walked in and he was uh, trying out a Gibson Les Paul, oh, um, yeah. which yeah, which was and we had a little chat about that, which is great because oh, he's looking cool. at he's looking at he, he put it up in the group. Definitely get one. He put it up in the group that he was uh, looking at trying one of those and uh, that he was looking at getting one and uh, yeah, he was, he was trying that oh, and nice. it was cool. Yeah, he popped give in, us so a shout nice, and nice I'll to bump do into. Deal. Yeah, yeah, I like Moot. He, uh, I agree with everything he says on Facebook. Yeah, Moot's great. And also, as it happens, I also walked past him on my way home, but I was, uh, yeah, we, we just didn't get a chance to say hello. Talking about meeting... I don't uh, think he saw me, actually. I was in the middle of a conversation with someone else, and I couldn't stop, that's why. Talking about meeting in public, I think we're going to be going to the Great Southern Guitar Show, or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, yeah, South and I'm going to be... Show? I'm going to be... Uh, Shackled exhibiting at the... Excuse me? Uh, I'm going to be... Ex- <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Joe's going to be exhibiting at a guitar show. Yes, I If am. you want to see that, um, yes, uh, do go and check out their website uh, where there's oh. pictures of Joe exhibiting. Oh, yeah. Don't check... Have you seen the website? No, is it but bad? It's it's just weird. The, 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 the website for the show. Yeah. yeah. The show looks like it's going to be great, but it also looks like whoever's put the uh, website together isn't 100% aware of what the internet is. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Good, good. But yeah, I think so. They've we got, got it on be... computers now. It's weird. <laughs> so, um, if you're going to be at the Great South of England, oh, it's terrible. Show, is it? it's is because it's, it's owned by the company the Northern that run Guitar Show. The Great Northern, Northern Guitar it's, it's Show. It's the South of England Guitar and Show. <laughs> if you're going there, let us know Such in the Facebook name. group because we're going to be there. Come buy some coffee or something. Fa- or we'll buy you a coffee, maybe. Mm, oh, probably maybe not. not. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Uh, let us know if you're going to the show there. That would be a gin. Make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos and get signed up there because from next week on either Monday or Tuesday, uh, we are going to be live streaming. We're going to put details in the Facebook group to tell you when we are doing it. Um, just a one final thing uh, before we sign off. Thanks very much to the team at Amplify who some of them may be watching this um, live. I know they've watched it in the past. Um and been really cool. Uh, thanks for all your support, and hopefully, you know, we've um, some brought some people to the service and stuff as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks very much for watching and listening this week. Um, we'll see you next time. Cheers, gang. Bye. Oh, well.